This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. Win, lose or draw, McDelivery will always help bring home the free points. And speaking of points, order now on the McDonald's app and you'll earn reward points through every delivery. Order today, rewards tomorrow. You in? Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards, registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Blues Focus Podcast with me, your host, John Graham. Thank you once again for taking the time to download this pod. A little bit different for it from now on to where to find the pod. We've now gone live with a new website and you can find that at bluesfocuspod.co.uk. It's got all of our pods on there so you can search for anything going back from the last few weeks. And also, it's got the the pod that we did that landed on Tuesday with, with Colin Doyle, which was really, really good insight, a few funny moments. So I uh, strongly recommend that you, uh, if you haven't listened to that, that you go back and, and have a listen. And yeah, please uh, subscribe to the mailing list. It means that you never miss a pod again. We have got quite a few um, guests lined up in the very near future. The next one we're, I'm really exciting about, very, very much a character down at St Andrews over many years. So uh yeah, I won't go any further than that. I'll let I'll let the teasing campaign hit over the next few days. So, uh, so yeah, a bit of background there. So, as ever, we've got Tom Garrett and Tom Oxland. Hi, guys. How are you? Yeah, not bad, thanks, mate. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, and good. Thank you. I, I think I think today we we're just going to uh, cover off. There's we haven't played what seems like forever. Lots been going on. A few, uh, no, well, one certainly noticeable exit from St Andrews, which uh, which I definitely want to cover off. Um, I think it melted down social media for about twenty four hours, and it hasn't really gone away since. Um, maybe a few rumours that are in the uh, in the in, in the marketplace before we get to transfer deadline day. Uh, one notable one, which I'm, I'm not going to, I think we can all guess who that potentially is, but we'll cover that off uh, a little bit later on, and obviously preview in. Uh, Obviously, our next next game against Coventry, which is hate to say the cliche, but it is definitely a six point to that one. Certainly after after their victory um, yesterday. So let's get involved. The first thing I want to talk about is the departure of the Dutch maestro uh, Michael Kiften Belt. Uh, I'm going to have my, my say in a minute. But uh, firstly, Tom G, what what are your I guess what's your memories of of, of, of him as a player? And what are your thoughts on the transfer? I think you know, he's, uh, you know, looking before he's played over like was it 183 times or something like that, you know, over a period of time, and you know, he's been through. He, I think, like us all Blues fans, I think he's been through, you know, the rough times with us as well. Um, you know, on the pitch, I think you know he, he, he works hard, and I, I was reading. I didn't realise, you know, he sort of sent that really nice message out there, and I was reading it the other day, and I think you know it just proves 
what to- type of guy you're going to get with him, you know, on and off the pitch. I think, you know, the way he plays on the pitch is hard working, you know, uh, for the team, wears his heart on his sleeve. And again, just from that message the other day, I thought, you know, it just, just proves what sort of guy he is. I think, I think he will be missed massively in terms of his effort. Um, you know, he's a player where, I, where I'll be honest, where I've seen him in the team at times, and I thought, you know, I think we do need to strengthen on that position. But again, his overall commitment and you know his attitude and and you know he's just been a, a great servant to the club. Yeah, yeah, I, I would totally agree with all of that. I thought the uh, the open letter was. Um... I felt bad anyway, but I read that and I was re- I was ready to bloody. I was just like I needed a stiff drink after that. I was like, <laughs> you know, you just know the type of guy. And I think what a what a character he must have been in the dressing room. And I think since then, with a few of the other you know blues sort of groups and fan groups out there, did a lot of work in the community. Um, and yeah, some things that you probably don't see until until somebody's gone. So uh, so yeah. So Tom, what what are your thoughts on it all? Um, I mean, virtually the same as Tom, really. Uh, obviously, I think we always knew he was never quite the most beautiful player on the pitch. You know, he, he didn't play pretty football, uh, but he was consistent and he got the job done. He was a fantastic engine on the pitch for us, really. His work rate, probably always the best on the field out of anybody and he, he always wore the shirt with pride and I think when he came to Blues he probably expected a few more happier times than uh, he ended up with but <laughs> you know at least he stuck with us and uh, got through the uh, the tough times really and uh, I think we'll always remember those special moments like the uh, I don't I still don't know how he scored that to this day but that goal against Derby <laughs> away <clears throat> Um, that volley and I'll always love him for that because most of my mates are Derby fans so that was a, a day to <laughs> cherish for me <laughs> um, but yeah even that uh, the goal against Brentford uh, I think a few years back um, oh, there was one other I think it was against Ipswich uh, at home as well that was a great goal so especially when he first arrived on the scene, you, you'll always remember that 16-17 season and the 15-16 uh, season just for how good he was. But then obviously when he ended up with that long-term injury, he wasn't quite the same player, but still consistent. And I think we're all sad to see him go. Yeah, I was I was there at um, the Leeds game where he, he sort of, well, effectively injured himself because it was a tackle that was never there to win. And I think that was very much... Uh, uh, you know, a really good example of the type of player that, that he is, not was, that he absolutely is. And, um, yeah, I went home feeling sick from from that game because um, having myself done my um, ACL many, many moons ago, it looked like that. And, you know, even with the best physio, that's nine months out. And I thought, you know, that's going to be a, re- a real major loss for us. I think from, from my point of view with him leaving... Um, <clears throat> I've just really struggled with the logic because we have been so inconsistent this season. It's it's untrue. Um, He didn't really figure at all in the first sort of, what, 10 games of the season. It was very much, you know, Clayton came in. He was playing alongside Sunic. That seemed to start off okay, And then we went on that horrendous run. And it seemed to me that, you know, Karanka had looked at what, what he got on the training pitch. And to get himself out of the rut, Kifton Belt was the answer. Definitely. And as luck had it, it was. Um, and that's where we actually started to string some performances together. Got got a really good shape about us. Um, and he played three on the spin. We won two. 
he got booked early against Watford um, and he had to come off after an hour. We then subsequently fell to pieces, conceded a penalty and lost the game. Didn't play the next game. <clears throat> and and I, I just felt that it, it, it's beyond short-sighted. You know, we've got no money for him. Um, he's gone out on a free. His wages aren't a lot. I mean, I, I would say we would be crying if we saw the other players in that team and the wages they're on in comparison to what he was on. So that, for me, from an economical point of view and a financial point of view, again, it doesn't make a whole heap of sense. The only thing, and this will be a decent segue to the next, the next bit about who we could get in, the only thing that I can try and get my head around, well, there's two things. You get rid of him because we are, really are struggling for money and every, every penny counts. Or, which I hope is this, which I think is the, the option of, we've got rid of now four or five players off the wage bill. If you add all that together, can we then land a player that is really going to make a difference? And we're not sort of signing people from, with all the best will in the world, but he, you know, a kid from Barcelona or Barcelona's associated team who, you know, he's not going to be the ready-made answer. He might be good down the line, but so for me, hopefully it's, they're just trying to build a war chest to say, right, we want one player and we're prepared to leave somebody like, you know, let Kifton Belt go and maybe Djukovic, because again, that's the rumour that, you know, Middlesbrough have been in for him. Um, and, you know, after last night's performance, then they, they might really come in for him. Um, albeit, I think they've done some business with Balassi today, so maybe that'll negate that. But I think on Kifton Belt, it, it just, if there is no method to this and there's no real plan, this is beyond blues. It for me, it is the most blues thing I've ever seen in my entire life, because it makes no sense at all. Millwall are down there with us, you know. If we get, you know, a couple of wins, win our next two games, where I think we're level points are slightly ahead of Millwall, and then we play Millwall against the player we've got rid of for nothing, who has been one of the best players in our team. I mean, it is just mental, absolutely mental. So I hope I'm wrong. I hope there's some rationale behind it. Um, I, I don't want to be one of the, you know, a typical blue nose that says, oh, it's a nightmare. The owners need to go and da, 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 da. Don't get me wrong. If there is no method, I'll be absolutely on that bandwagon. But um, I'm absolutely devastated to see him go. I really am. Um, I think he's been exceptional for us. And whilst he might have limitations in, to some degree on what he does on the ball, the energy he brings into that team, and I think Tom made a really good point a couple of weeks ago about how George Friend makes players around him better. Well, Kifton Bell's exactly the same in the middle of the park. He makes Sunic better. Sunic is an absolute headless chicken without him. And if he puts San Jose with him or, you know, he brings Harper in, what's Sunic going to do? He'll be carded after 25 minutes. I, I, I just, lads, I'm... I'm it's done my nuts. It really has. So I'm not going to say any more about Kiffin about All I'm going to say is I wish him the best. I really do. What a brilliant bloke. What a fantastic servant. And uh, I'm I'm devastated. And uh, I hope it doesn't come back to haunt us. I do, um, yeah, I've got to say that. Rant over. So coming on to rumours uh, and, and people that we might be getting in. Um, obviously, we talked on the pod last week maybe about a centre-half and maybe a striker, and there's been a few rumours around both those positions. So, Tom, to you first. Thoughts about people that we've been linked with? What have you, what have you heard? Well, apart from uh, a few bits of tomboyweed, um, <laughs> <laughs> not too much, but um, 
obviously there's been the Deeney link, but I feel like that pops up almost every window these days. Um, I think we all hope for it, but he, I think him, he himself is a bit met on it, and that might be down to family reasons or whatever. I can't, I can't see it happening. I, I want it to, but I just can't. I think there's more realistic options out there that would probably be what we end up getting. Obviously, today on Twitter, there's been a few hints of a uh, a possible attacking acquisition to the side before the deadline, um, which would be great. Obviously, Karanka said he's 60-70% um, sure that we could bring someone in. But he said if we don't, then it's because we can't afford them. So at least we're looking at a permanent avenue rather than this temporary avenue that I feel like we've really gone down massively this season. Um, but, yeah, no, I've not not heard all too much defensive rumour-wise, um, but definitely up top there seems to be a couple of ones here and there. Do you know what? I saw a tweet, actually, that was someone looking at Vitor Adebayo at uh, Barnsley who um, he's got 10 goals this season. He's only like 22, uh, out of contract at the end of the season. Um, could even get him on the cheap now because he's out of contract. But I just thought that was a really good shout from someone on Twitter. And um, yeah, there's potential there. He's done well for Barnsley this season. But who knows? I mean, we were linked with Josh Madger a few weeks ago and now West Ham are looking to go in for him. So who knows? Right. Tom, G, any, any news? I mean, we... I think we were sort of rumoured with a Warsaw centre half. I don't know. If go, you know yeah, that. I was yeah. just about to say that, mate. To be honest, yeah, 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 yeah. go, go, go. Yeah, um, I was reading about that yesterday. I think it was actually. Um, I thought I thought someone mentioned it was a striker, but yeah, he's a, I mean, he's meant to be a ball playing centre half, from what I've read about him. Um, you know, I think people are sort of liking him to a bit like Jake Clark's alter. So if he does go back at the end of the season to Chelsea, which I think he will, you know, at least we've got that longer term. Then, as Tom was saying, I, I do think you know. We do need to start planning ahead now. As you said, I think we brought players to come in and do a job at a certain time. But, you know, I think I personally think they're going to give Karanka time. People might hate me for saying that. But, you know, I think we've, you know, I think with, with what he's got and, you know, I think we've he needs time. You know, it's evident he didn't do it overnight in Middlesbrough. Um, you know, so as Tom said, you know, just get, get some of these sort of younger players in who are more for the future. I mean, I've seen him play once, I think, um, the Warsaw defender and you know he looked a decent player again whether he can come into the championship and do as well um, just to pick up on the Troy Deeney rumour as well as much as I would love that to happen as we say it happens every every window um, but as Tom said I think I read something today um, about um, an interview he was doing and you know he was saying it'd be a lot of pressure on his family and you know uh, living and working in the same place I'm sure he's, uh, his other half's probably put that one in the woodwork um, but yeah I, I definitely think we need a striker I, I can't see uh, them letting Djokovic go in now. I just think uh, I did read about that yesterday, actually, and I just think in this time, you know, it's you can't. You just well, we, 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 it's Blues, as you just said. You could tell you but... what. Yeah. <laughs> we definitely can. But yeah, you could that, see yeah. it last day of the season. Djokovic sold to Villa for one pound. <laughs> so yeah, that? I mean. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I do think we need a striker again. Who, as I said last week, who we can get in. You know, I, I don't really know, but I think that would be, that would be, you know, very, very stupid to let Djokovic go with what two, two days, three days left. <laughs> yeah, I knew Sunderland were knocking about, um, but that's about it at the moment. I knew, obviously, like you said, the Middlesbrough interest was a, 
a little while back, but they're looking at Jeju from Bristol City now. So, okay, yeah. It's definitely the call's got to go out to the Chelmsley Wood Messiah. It's, it's, it's time, <laughs> lads. It's time because what we're doing, right? What we're doing, we got rid of Davis, we got rid of McEachern, Crowley, um, Kifton Belt, and there's another one that I've forgotten. Um, there's definitely one more. So we release a lot of players. And in my simplistic head, I think we're adding all of those weekly wages up to go to Deeney and say, right, here's a lump. Come and take the armbands. You cook, you know, the, the prodigal son returns. And it would be without doubt the best signing in the history of, certainly in my time supporting the club. And I, I say that with a little bit tongue in cheek, but there is part of me that, that is, if we could try and, we've said before about, if we get a striker in, let's go into the lower leagues. Let's get somebody that, you know, has maybe got something to to prove, which I think is still right. Um, but I think on the flip side of that, it's have we got somebody that's got a bit of a point to prove. Um, and I'm not saying he has from a career point of view, but you both made the point that this is an ongoing rumour. But I think it's now where... He's in the championship and before he was in the premiership. So for me, he's still he's playing in the league that the Blues are in. So that for me, that's a major tick in the box. Watford go through managers more than we do, which you know, which is saying something. And I don't know whether from that stability point of view, um, whether whether that's something that is maybe a concern for him. Would they give him, say, a three-year contract? No, would we? I think we'd probably get close to that. I genuinely do. I think we would offer him a contract over and above anybody else, just from a, le- a length of time perspective. Um, if he goes up with Watford, he's not going to be, I think he'll be 34 next season. He's not going to start for them in the Prem. So long term with Watford, does that work? Probably not. So you're then into, well, does he get a move to another club in the window? I know Albion have been looking, but they've just signed somebody... I think, well, on the loan, but with the potential to buy. Tom, you probably know more than... He, he, he scored um, a ton of goals, I think, in the Turkish league, maybe. Yeah, I knew I knew that Albion... Um, oh, he's got a proper weird name. Um, I can't remember. I also know they were looking at Ahmed Musa as well. Yeah. So, um, so, so I think the sides that have been sort of in the frame for Dini, if there, if there is an opportunity, it was Albion and us. So I don't know. I think Albion are looking elsewhere. So for me, breaking that logic down, if he's going to go, then there's only really one. I, th- there's, I think there's only one party in town, and that's us. It's just whether we have accumulated that money to go all in on one signing, or if we've just said right, we're potless, and we've had to get rid of all those players just to bring the the finances into line. But yeah. for me, if we, if again, if you think about season ticket sales, shirt yeah. sales, all of those, he would, he, I. I did a back of a fag packet calculation yesterday because I'm obviously I'm quite committed to this rumor. Um, <laughs> I reckon we generate a million net if we sign him with shirt sales and the profit you make out of shirt sales and the additional season tickets because there's going to be pent up demand anyway. Yeah. So let's say at the start of next season, Dean is there and his club captain. You can't tell me we're not going to smash all the records for, for season tickets. I think we'd need to fill the gaff. Be We'd honest. be up there, wouldn't we? I, I, so, I, th- I think that's what I think that's why maybe. I mean, you know, I don't really know the ins and outs, but I think that's where maybe the pressure thing comes from. Yeah, definitely. you know, maybe does he does he feel that and and you know, 
with what it means to people close to him himself. Maybe, you know, <clears throat> he doesn't want to put himself... But, but on the other strong. hand, exactly, that's what I totally agree. It's 50-50, and it, it's an hard one to call. I just, I just don't... He doesn't strike me as the sort of bloke that would get phased by it. Yeah. I mean, I know. I mean, I know he's a massive Blues fan, but if he was that, I mean, all of his family are in in the obviously in and around Birmingham. It doesn't stop him giving it to Villa every time he scores against. Exactly. Does it? Do you know what I mean? I mean, he, he absolutely loves it. So I think he's got a lot of. I think he's got a lot of respect both sides. Villa, yeah, obviously Blues love him, but I think there's a begrudging respect, probably a little bit. I mean, I'm not a massive fan of Greedy's purely because he wears the shirt. If he goes anywhere else, he's a brilliant footballer. <laughs> I know that's really sad, but that's the way it is. True. So, yeah. and and I think that it's the same with with uh, Deeney. And I think if we miss out now, then I don't I don't think we get him. I genuinely don't. Maybe 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 at the end of the season. But for me to transform the club. I mean, if we get him, we stay up. And, and I know, I, I, very simplistic, we get him, we stay up. Simple as that. Yeah. And they've got to work. They've got to think about the financial benefit of getting him. Not that he's going to be seventy grand a week. It's what you make straight away by signing him. And I think we just need to, we need to be brave. This is the, the time. The, the other the thing time. is, is you know, I think I read as well when I was reading about the article. Is uh, I mean, I'm not too sure the internet too, but I know Karanka gets on really well with him. I think he yeah, said, you know, he, he had a conversation with him after the Watford game, bit of banter and that. So yeah. again, it, you know, it, it just builds up a bit See, of home. Tommy, Tommy, really? I love the way you're joining me. <laughs> yeah, it's happening, lads. <laughs> you're both on board. We're gonna, we're gonna make it happen. So, but is, anyway, all, all joking aside, let, let's hope so. We need to do some, we need to do some business. There's no yeah. two ways about it. The lad from Warsaw, I haven't seen a lot of him, but he's a unit. Um, he's got a, got a presence about him. I think that would be an interesting piece of business. Probably wouldn't cost the earth. And again, it's back to our, you know, going a little bit down the leagues to see if we've got somebody with a bit of appetite that, that might sort of kick on and, and be a decent player for us and an investment for us long term. And uh, yeah, striking wise, who knows? But uh, yeah, I, you, you literally will not be able to contain me if we do sign Dean. I just really <laughs> might not make the next part. Anyway. Getting back on track. So, we've got a massive game ahead, lads. I think it's probably... I mean, they're all big. But I would say this is definitely the biggest of the season so far. I think results over, you know, our down period have probably gone against us. We're, we're definitely staring down the barrel at the moment. But two winnable games coming up. Uh, the first being Coventry at St Andrews. Um, obviously, very weird situation with them being at home, stroke away, stroke at home, whatever it is. But we're definitely the home team this time. So, so um, I'm going to go to you, Tom G. What, what thoughts on on Coventry and what, and what do you? Obviously, we've had a couple of players sort of go out, a couple come in. What are your thoughts on where where do you think we're going to go on Saturday? I think we're. I think he'll stick with what he's gone for the past sort of game or two. I think there might be the odd change in there. Um, looking at Coventry, I mean they had a good win, didn't they, as well uh, last night. I know they had um what I think that was it the right uh, right wing back got injured which uh, Dabo which I know he's meant to be a really okay. key player for them so um, you know I suppose that's a boost for us in a way and I know that you know they like, I don't know whether they played sometimes they play three at the back with the two wing backs and it has been quite effective in games I've seen them in um, but again as you say it's a massive game and I think you know I, I, it's, it's, we've said this a lot of times aren't we but this is a must win game now um, I think the position we're in I think after that as you say we've got Wickham. For me, I think we've got to be looking at, you know, taking at least four, six points out. It's got to be six points, really, because I think we've got 
uh, Bournemouth after that, which, you know, you don't know what team's going to turn up with that. So I just think with where we are now, you know, to sort of guide us into safety, give us a bit of breathing room, two massive games. Um, and I, I do expect us to win on Saturday. OK, and, and just on that, uh, and, and just picking up on a point, I think it's it's really refreshing for you to say that we need to support Karanka because I would wholeheartedly agree with you. Yeah. It's going to be bloody difficult to do that if we lose the next two games. That is really going to test my resolve, but I don't think we will. I genuinely don't think we will. Um, and just to elaborate on that that point, Tom, what, what Tom G, what just to, to finish off with you, what from a Karanka point of view, what do you think he's going to do with the team? Obviously, he's going to have to make some changes because uh, obviously people have moved on. So, what what would you what would you sort of suggest he's going to go with? I think, oh, yeah, obviously, as you say, Keith and Bell go in. I think, I'm not sure whether Rakeem uh, Harper, will he come in straight away? I'm not 100% sure. I think, again, I'm a bit 50-50 on that. Um, you know, it could be Clayton. I suppose he could push San Jose up, put Roberts centre-back with Dean. Um, but I, I do think it'll be similar um, to the, t- you know, to the t- uh, team that played Middlesbrough and uh, again, sorry, Preston. Um, but, yeah, I just think... Again, it's just, I think it's going to be more, as you just said, I think it's going to be more times in that game where, you know, it's not going to be pretty football. I think we all know that. And I think, like you say, these two games now, they've just got to dig in. And, you know, again, it's not going to be good football. But I think, you know, the key element for me now is, I think we've got to this stage past Christmas now. If we can stay up and build again, give him another transfer window. And then, you know, hopefully, who knows, it next year or, or we'll be in the same position as we are yeah. now, but who knows. <laughs> so what, what, do you, what do you think about, about or, you know, our chances and what, what sort of team he's going to go with? Um, I think you're right in the sense that he'll go with the same team that he went with uh, Middlesbrough and Preston because I think he's going to look to finally start putting out a consistent team. Um, I'd like him to throw Harper straight into the mix, but I know he won't. I know Keith and Bell going, he'll see this as a perfect opportunity or excuse to play Adam Clayton. Um, because <laughs> let's, let's, let's face it, he loves the bloke. I think that's quite clear. He gives him enough chances. Um, honestly, do I think we're going to win the next two games? Um, I think we're going to draw one of them and lose one of them. It could be either. To be honest, I'm not. I'm not feeling positive. I don't like being a negative Nancy, but uh, <laughs> it, it's just it's genuinely how I feel about Blues at the moment. But I'd like to think that maybe Wickham away we could take a one nil win. But obviously, Cov are a lot more solid at St Andrews than we are. Yeah. Um, I think that's clear for all to see. Um, we definitely have to look at neutralising uh, Gustavo Hamer in the middle of the park because he's been fantastic for Coventry this season. So Sunjic, like you said earlier, with Keith Bell gone now, he, he really needs to step up his game. He needs to step up his game and become more of a leader on that pitch. Otherwise, we are going to get torn apart in the midfield. Because if he does play Harper, who's still a, still a young lad, he'll look up to Sunjic more than Sunjic will look up to yeah. him, obviously. Yeah. So yeah. Sunjic has to become a leader and I, I know he was captain of the Croatian under 23 so he's he's had experience of being a captain of a football team to an extent. And I think he does need to start stepping up now. And there's no reason why he can't do that. And hopefully he does. And then one other little thing would be, uh, obviously I know that Coventry 
have got the loan signing of I think it's Guy Guy Keres or something, Guy Keres, um from Brighton on loan, Swedish striker. Blues were linked with him about three or four weeks ago. It was Kov and Blues um, both in for him. Obviously, Coventry ended up getting him in the end and he scored in their 2-0 win the other day. And it's like, if he can score at championship level, I know he was on loan with Swansea for the first half of the season, um, but if he can score at championship level, he looked a decent player. Why are we losing out to play on players like that to teams like Coventry? You, yes, Coventry are a big club, but right now they, they play it all ground. <laughs> yeah. So, to be honest, yeah. I think they are smaller than us. And do you know what? If, hey, if any Con fans are watching, hate me all you like. I don't care. We're massive. <laughs> we're just medium. Um, <laughs> uh, obviously, uh, they are a big club, but they're, they're not quite what we are. Um, uh, moving on from that, I just I just don't see why we can't pick up a player like that and they can. Like, mm. it, it's it's a loan signing. It's not like we're splashing out cash as much. So it's a frustrating one. But it's a shame that players like that feel that Kov would be a better move for them, which I feel like s- says a bit. Um, but hopefully we can get an attacker in soon enough before that Wickham game because that will yeah, be yeah. crucial. But we'll see. We'll yeah, I, mean, I, I, I think with the Coventry game um, first time up, I mean, it was a terrible game. But having looked back at the, the very few highlights, I mean, it is, Djokovic should have had two. Yeah. And, and that isn't, you know, they were two absolutely bolt-on Djokovic chances. Um, the second one, the keeper's made a decent save in fairness. But in his pomp, he scores both of those. Um and one of the alarm bells, again, from looking at the, the, the previous game, we got done twice by a ball over the top, not surprisingly. <laughs> um, and and, and I, I just... I, I would tend to... Is it, if he goes Clayton, I mean, he's leaving himself wide open, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, Clay, yeah. I mean it's, it's one of those. I mean, if, it, if he goes with Clayton, Clayton needs to put a shift in. Because... Yeah. You know, as you said, it, it, I mean, many moons ago, there's a guy called Damien Johnson who was, always used to play for Blues. And it was just like, how how is he getting a game? I remember, remember him. You remember yeah. him? Jeez, 20, number 22, yeah. was he? Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah little lad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Signed, Blues signed him for 50 grand from yeah. the non-league. And what a player he turned out to be. Yeah, I, I, he, but he always got the shirt. And, and, and I think with, with Clayton... I, I I would agree that I think he gets in. Would I would I pick him? No. I think you know Harper. I'd like to see a bit of a shuffle. To be honest, I would like to see Harper with San Jose in those front two, uh, and then I'd move. Um, I'd probably go with Dean because he's. I mean, not because for any other reason his form's been decent, uh, and you know I would never drop a player who, who who doesn't seem to be putting it in. And as I said, I think last week, the way he's taking the ball out, he looks really good on the ball. I'd probably drop Friend into centre-half and maybe put um, put Pedersen on the left and just change it up a little bit. Um, I think with Friend alongside um, alongside Dean, I do like that. Uh, and last time we played Cov, then it was Roberts and Dean, and they did get sort of torn to pieces. And Cov didn't play. Well, I actually think Cov have got better since they played us. And obviously, we've, we've sort of gone backwards. Um, but I certainly haven't heard anything around the the Hogan hamstring either. Um, so I can only assume that he's going to be fit. Uh, it certainly okay. wasn't a pull when he came off. I think it was, or a tear, I should say, maybe a bit of a tweak. Um, 
but but yeah, I I would definitely definitely put Harper in um, because you know as we've said, he's going to be bang up for it. He's played at this standard plenty of times. You know, in that sort of that season when when the Albion went up, I didn't realise this, but he's really good mates with Lecco, which yeah, yeah. which is fantastic. So you know, I think he's found that sort of transition and coming into the club, you know, quite an easy one. Um, and and let's hope that it's good for both of them because Lecco. Brilliant against Man City, uh, didn't get the nod. So it, you just want all the players to be sort of chomping in the bit and, and sort of and ready to come in. So I, I genuinely don't know um, against Cov what I would predict. I think if he played the side that, that we've all alluded to, that doesn't necessarily involve Clayton, and he goes with, I think what we've seen of players over recent weeks, which is quite positive. There's no reason why we can't beat them, in in my view. Um, very much sort of the same view that I had when we when we played Middlesbrough, and everyone was like, "How the hell can you come up with that?" Preston was a bit of a weird one because they were brilliant away from home for long periods, and we're shocking at home. Um, but I just think you know we, we've just got to get over the. It, to me, it doesn't really make any difference. Tom G, I think you made the point. You know, home and away is sort of irrelevant now without fans in the ground. Yeah. I just don't see yeah. why it's making a massive impact. Um, so I'm going to go, I'm going to ask you first, Tom G, let, let, let's do a prediction for the hell of it. So against Cobb, where, where, if you're going to put your money down, what would it be? I think it's going to be tight and it, you know, it's, we, I think definitely it's not going to be, you know, a goal, goal fest in it. I think maybe, maybe two, one to us I'll go with. I like that. I like that. Come on then, Tom. Optimistic. You've said that potentially you're not you're not sort of overly confident. Where where, where would you put your money? Um, oh, I'm going to try and be as positive as I can. We'll go we'll go with a one-one draw. We have got to protect Gaff, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I I think that's fair enough. I do. I, I think that's fair enough. I mean, we, we're not. I mean, we went through, a, uh, you know, quite a few runner games where we were keeping clean sheets, but that's sort of gone by the wayside a little bit. Um, so we got 2-1-1-1. Um, I'm, I'm going to go a mega optimistic and I'm going to say it's 2-0. We're going to keep a clean sheet. Um, we are somebody, uh, I think, made a comment on, on um, I think it was on Instagram, on, on Blues Focus, that, you know, really positive about what we're going to do in the next coming games, and I think we've got to we've got to be like that. Um, it's very easy to get down on them before a game. Don't get me wrong. When we when we sat here after the Wiccan game, I really hope we are cock a hoop with the the performances, <laughs> and uh, I guess time will tell on that. But uh, yeah, I, I guess I guess that's it. So we will wait and see. But both, thanks very much for your time. Really enjoyed it with your insights into. I guess what's going to what's going to happen and who's going to come in, but for now, you know, we, we'll wrap it up there. Let's hope we get a result this coming Saturday, and um, obviously there'll be a special pod coming up in the not too distant future. Again, uh, won't sort of unveil who the special guest is, but you'll definitely all enjoy that one. But for now, thanks very much, and uh, keep right on. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share box ready to go, your mates are already booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? 
At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.